Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 217, The Coffin. My name is James Hetfield. And I'm... Oh, I started started to say Cliff Burton, and that would have just been terrible. (laughs) Everyone knows you're a Lars. I'm a Lars. I'm I'm more of a Jason Newstead, because you turned me down so no one can hear me. (laughs) Both parts are actually played by Eric during every episode of the show. (laughs) Oh boy, it's true. <laughs> I gotta earn my dues. Yep. You gotta be in the band for 14 years before we even think about respecting you. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. <laughs> we, we've been listening to a lot of Metallica lately. Yeah. Uh, cause they had their 30th anniversary and, uh, we listened to the live, sh- one of the live shows. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, about a year ago and they, they kind of, I found them floating out on the internet. Uh, Lars would approve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got a free pass for that kind of thing. For life! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Um, so, yeah, we've been listening a lot of Metallica lately. And I grew up listening to Metallica, loving Metallica. Yep. And I gotta say, Injustice for All, amazing album. Probably my favorite thing they've ever recorded. All right. It's really good. Yeah. 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 Except... Except, why would they, as like some sort of, I don't know, hazing ritual or something, uh, why would they just like maybe not let him have uh, the comfortable bed on the tour bus, or maybe like give him the ugly girl out, out of all the groupies for the first year? Why would they, I'm guessing they did they that still too. Did that. Yeah, they did that yeah. too. But why would they also, uh, to the detriment possibly of of what they're working towards. Right. Why would they just turn down his base? Uh, or, or or completely erase it, one might say. Right, right. From the album. When he's clearly a good bass player. Oh, yeah. He's very good. Because uh, uh, they're dicks. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like... <laughs> I mean, that is the ultimate, ultimate uh, example of, like, <clears throat> cutting off your nose to spite your, your oh, face, yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah, that is, uh, I think, a distinct thing that is keeping that album from being as great as it possibly could be, is the fact that there is no bass on it whatsoever. It's so weird. Yeah. And I think, th- I mean, yeah, I think those songs are, like, the best songwriting I've ever, I've heard by them, at least yeah. personally, like, my personal taste. I love the way they wrote the songs on It's that definitely album. a peak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, that'd be like if you or I, where, you know, like, you wrote a comic, and I was the penciler, and I was like, I know, I'm going to, like, you know, empty all the ink out of our inker's ink pen, since he's just now joining our creative team. <laughs> and then our album, our, our comic will look so much worse than it possibly could. Right. You know, because he's the new guy, and he deserves it. <laughs> this is so weird. Like, why would they not do everything else but that? Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is that that is a major... Fuck you to to him there, and it like other than 
you know, the, the sort of distinction and possibility of getting rich and famous, why wouldn't Jason Newstead just leave at that minute? Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, unless maybe there's something we don't know, like, you know, like he accidentally did a lot of, like, you know, between notes, his fingers would slide and you hear that awful scraping right, sound. Yeah, yeah. And they were just like, damn it! This guy, uh, all, all we're hearing is flotsam and jetsam all over this thing. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm guessing that couldn't be the case. So You would think, yeah, yeah. You know, he knows what he's doing. Right. Yeah, it's a professional recording oh, situation. Oh, yeah, they could they, get rid of any imperfections. Yeah, you know, then say, hey, you know, play uh, these two notes. <laughs> and then we'll yeah. just put it in back into yeah. the mix, edit yeah. it together. Because that's what the recording process basically is. Right. Or, or, or like, they could have even been like, you know what, fuck it, I'm playing it myself. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I'm sure James Hetfield knows how to play a bass. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. I, I've, uh, I've uh, the, the one time I saw them live, uh, he, he did a bass solo. Really? Yeah. In one take? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I, I think, I think James Hetfield could be Metallica. Like, like, I don't think he needs those other guys. Like, if he was, like, Bob Pollard and just had yeah, a yeah. lo-fi recording studio? Yeah, I'm sure he, like, you know, he's got the, the talent and the ability to do it all himself if he wanted to anyway. Right. Uh, but, but they are a band. Mm-hmm. And he, he has never given the, the pretense that, you know, like, you know, like, like he always has involved Lars and Kirk throughout the beginning. Right. right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like a super dick move. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Like, there, there's, I think, one song on that uh, album that has bass in it. Right. Uh, Eye of the Beholder, which I think that is, like, the only one that Newstead gets a co-writing credit on. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Maybe like, well, he co-wrote this one. We'll, right, we'll let yeah. him sound through just a little <laughs> bit. It's so weird. <laughs> I would, uh, cause I know recently they, uh, I think they got their, the masters back from their, their studio, from their recording contract. Oh, right. So, so they now like 100% own like all of their, you know, back catalog, back catalog and wow. everything. And, uh, they've, they've parted ways with their, uh, record company and, and are starting their own. So, I wonder if it's a thing where maybe they'll go back and remaster some of those older ones. You gotta think the fans would be yeah. interested in that. Right. I mean, like, I would purchase that. I would. Yeah. You know? yeah. I would love to hear that. Cause I, I mean, I wouldn't do that if it was on any of their other albums, but I just love that album. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to hear, hear, uh, what it was supposed to sound like. Right. Especially that now, you know, since A, the movie came out, uh, the, the, some kind of monster and then that, you know, after he left, they've decided to actually show him, like, the respect that he probably should have had yeah. the entire time he was in that band. Yeah, like, they they had him come up for one of the songs on the, uh, the live like thing. Two or three songs there. Yeah. yeah. The live set that we heard. And, right. And it was cool. Like, they seemed to, like, have fun. And, you know, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, didn't seem like just a showy, like, okay, we'll get that out of the way. You know? Right. And I think uh, they've. Like, other than that, they've uh, invited him, like, to, like, things, you know, they, like, he performed with them when they were uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. You know, so, so it's not like they've, like, are denying that he was no, ever in the yeah, band or anything. They're not like, showing like, him or anything. Right, yeah, they, they do seem to now realize that he was, he was an integral part of that band's success. Right, oh, yeah. You know, because, I mean, 
when you think about it, he was in that band like ten times longer than Cliff Burton was. Right. Yeah. And yet still had to continuously live in that shadow the entire time. Yeah. And which is super unfair. And, and like that's not me trying to say anything bad about Cliff Burton. Yeah. Because right. I, I definitely don't want to do that. Right. Because Cliff Burton was awesome. Right. But, you know, yeah, you it's, know. It's just a strange thing. Right. It's a very strange thing. So, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. they will do something like that. And it'd be, you know. We'll, we'll at least illegally download it. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, if you hear that, Metallica, that should be reason enough to, to make that happen. <laughs> oh. huh. yeah. This has been Metallica. Metallica talk. Yep. Hey, I'm always willing to talk about Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I, you know, I was a huge fan, you know, for such a long time, and mm-hmm. and uh, s- not being a fan of something now that I was such a huge fan of right. is, is like kind of heartbreaking to me. Right? Know? Yeah. I mean, you you're still I'm sort still of a fan, right. sort of, you know, but but definitely not, you know, like if they were playing at like Hank's Pub down the street, like. For for ten people only, I would not think about even bothering. <laughs> right, to go right. There, you, know? you wouldn't put your name in the raffle. Right, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know, yeah. Well, hey, I, I wouldn't do that for any band because uh, I don't leave the house anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I like them still. I, I definitely respect their output and, and their music. Uh, I just have no respect for uh, definitely Lars and a little bit James. Right. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. I'm, personally, I'm not a fan of uh, the direction they went. Like starting with the Black Album, like I can tolerate the Black Album, but I to me it sounds like it's a, just a completely different band. And and I you know I could listen to it, but I don't I don't love it. But the stuff after that, um, I don't hate it. But it like it's just not interesting to me. Like it just sounds like decent, like heavy music. Right. But nothing that makes me really want to. I like the music that they did after the Black Album. Uh, I thought, yeah, definitely the Black Album is is their most slick and polished stuff. The Bob Rock years. Yeah. Uh, but but even like Load and Reload and then the stuff that followed, uh, with maybe the exception of Death Magnetic. Uh, and Lulu. Huh? And Lulu. Uh, and, yeah. I don't even recognize that that thing exists. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but, like, yeah, the, the load and reload and uh, St. Anger, I think, uh, I think they're all fine. Uh, I think load and reload definitely are them just trying to experiment as being a band. Because, yeah. I mean, you can't be in your 40s and playing the same shit that you were 30 years prior, you know. Tell that to Kerry King. (laughs) (laughs) But even Slayer has, you know, not as drastically, but they've also evolved over the years. No, I mean, I respect that. I mean, because, yeah, like you said, you know, it would be maybe just kind of sad if they put out a dozen of the same exact album. Right, right. But my personal taste is, you know, like, oh, well, it's cool they tried something, but it, what they did wasn't something that I liked. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've, I enjoy a lot of songs on those two albums, and I think Saint Anger is uh, 
an album that I hated initially, but then grew to love, sort of. Okay. Like, like uh, but, but I think that was also sort of the beginning of their, uh, well, uh, everybody complains about, you know, our new sound, so let's try to go back to the old sound, but at the same time still trying to maintain some sort of, you know, evolutionary, right. you, know, you know, style. Uh, but then like it sort of just hit the wall when they did Death Magnetic, right? And it's just like, hey, let's just reuse all these riffs that yeah, we want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because because the first time I heard that, I was like, I like some of those riffs, and then you were like, yeah, it's because you liked them on <laughs> on uh, you know on Master of Puppets or on Ride the Line, and you know, it's like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'll definitely check out anything new they put out, but uh, going back to the original thing, I would totally get a uh, a remastered with bass yeah uh and justice for all with jason's bass yeah yeah yeah, yeah. not yeah. robert or james i mean i'm sure that would be interesting Bob rock right know, replacing yeah. Them. Yeah. i'm sure even those would be like huh that sounds different and maybe that's what it was supposed to sound like but yeah i would right. i would just love to hear the original recording yeah exactly yeah. man how shitty would it be if like they re-recorded like all of like you know all of the bass lines like from Kill 'Em All on, just with Robert Trujillo doing the the part, yeah, right? You know, like like replacing like all of Cliff's stuff with, uh, you know. <laughs> or if they remastered uh, Injustice for All, but they didn't add the bass, they just like cleaned up Lars's snare drum. <laughs> like this is what it was supposed to sound like. It always bothered me that tinny snare drum. I guess. Well, then that live show that we did listen to when they brought Jason up on stage. You know, James makes a joke, but at the same time, there seemed like there was a grain of truth in there where he says, oh, great, two bases, my worst nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have a feeling maybe they don't appreciate uh, a low-end sound. Uh, Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that is what it is. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, we've been doing this for 15 minutes now. Let's uh, <laughs> maybe talk about the comic we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> all right. Uh, if we want. I don't care. I, again, I'll talk about Metallica all, uh, I mean, all night. I don't. I mean, I don't mind talking about Metallica. I, I mean, I kind of said my thing. Like, yeah. I just, I've been thinking about that ever since we heard that show. And like, I was like, yeah, he's on there. And like, oh, it's just such a weird thing. It is. Yeah. It's strange. Huh. But it's also a thing that happened What? 15, 20 years ago oh, at this yeah. point now, so... At least, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, almost. I think that was probably before I worked 20 years ago, 20, yeah. 23 years ago, yeah. yeah. So, like, 88, 89, is that when that album came out? Maybe 87? I think, uh... Yeah, 80, 87, 88, yeah. something like that. So, so it's been a while. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while. We were kids. Yeah. And they were, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were. And now, like us, they are old men. And like us, they are filthy rich. <laughs> that is right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hey, the coffin. The coffin, uh, by Phil Hester and Mike Huddleston. Four issue miniseries, Oni Press. Yeah, two thousand. Yes, uh, I told the story of of my. Uh, my my life story about uh, me and this book together. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, I never read it up until now because I didn't have an issue for 
almost a decade. And you found it at my comic shop? I did not oh. ever find it at your comic shop. Oh, no, I'm, I meant the website, my oh, comic shop. Yes, I found it on the website, yeah. mycomicshop.com. Yeah. yeah. You should probably have followed that up with a dot .com. Dot .com. Yeah. I, I assume everything's a dot .com these days. <laughs> We're not. Go to trash.com. That's what that's where nope. I always go when I listen to the episodes. Uh, you are not listening to our episodes. Well, that's probably why I'm not. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. So uh so does a uh, a book that I've had in my collection for for t- 10 12 years does it uh does it uh, live up to the hype that it could have possibly have uh, built in my head that entire time? <laughs> well, yeah. were you? No, you weren't for you weren't for a decade like uh, sitting around going, "I'm waiting for the perfect moment." Like, in all honesty, you probably just kind of forgot about it, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. I would forget about it, and then like you know, I would do sort of like a like an every couple of years, you know, move, at least just move some comics around and I would find it. Right. And then remember that, oh yeah, I still don't have that, that issue number three or whatever it was. And, you know, and then forget about it again. And then, uh, you know, until like two years ago, <laughs> or a year ago when I finally bought it. And, uh, and then yeah, I have had it for like a year. And again, it is just, it's been sitting, you know, just like chilling off to the side. And then I keep looking at it. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to, Gonna pick that for an episode so that we can read it, you know, so I can finally read this. I have a stack just like that, actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> of like stuff I've owned for years and like pieced together and right. I'm like, okay, I can finally read this and go to trash sometime. Uh, so yeah, so no, there was no like me, you know, oh, I gotta uh, yeah. desperately read this, but, uh. Cause that may have been disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. Uh, but I was not disappointed with this book at all. Yeah. Uh, it's, not the greatest book I've ever read, obviously, but uh, it's fine. It's yeah, a, it's a perfectly good book. It, it is. I like it's. A, it's like it reminds me. Man, tangent already. I'm sorry. It reminds you of Metallica. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to Metallica. No, I, I actually was listening to our show the other day, and I just what? noticed. I, I know. I. I <clears throat> it's only because uh, there's there's this guy that emailed me and said he listened to it, and right. uh, and we were talking about the Beatles, and I like went back to listen to to see what we said and everything. And um and I realized I don't know if I was a valley girl in a previous life, but I say the word like every 4 to 6 seconds. <laughs> Cuz I just said it like a minute ago and that's what made me think of it. And you also just said it right. Oh now. my god, did I really? <laughs> oh. Uh this is why I don't recommend listening to our show for for you, us or for anyone. <laughs> well, definitely you and me. Right. Uh <clears throat> A general sort of uh, audience probably shouldn't listen anyway. Yeah, but but definitely you and I should not. Because uh, yeah, because I listen to a show, and because because I used to listen to them when uh, you when, you edit at the beginning. At the beginning, I would edit. You know, I, I would actually edit, uh, or like even when I stopped editing, uh, like I would listen to them just to make sure it sounded okay, and then to see that we're not total asses like in an episode <laughs> right until i just decided well, that fuck that right uh <laughs> see david healy <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh um yeah maybe. just just listening to to your own voice and what you sound like and like what is a normal conversation is a terrible thing to do to yourself <laughs> yeah it's kind of kind of similar to um, 
just checking yourself out naked in the mirror. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. As soon as you wake up. Shouldn't. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, I notice uh, I hate the sound of my voice. I sound like an idiot. I sound like uh, just a nasally retard. <laughs> uh, hillbilly, almost. I think everybody thinks the same way about themselves. Yeah. Well, not specifically that. M- maybe not. Maybe not like Casey Kasem or one of those well, right, smooth yeah. like butter voice people. But but I think I have a smooth like butter voice. Oh but yeah. Then I listen to it and I'm just like, no, this is this is awful. <laughs> Stop it. <clears throat> you, you, uh, like when I hear myself speak, I hear the sound of the voice of the guy who uh, works with me in my office, who I can't stand. Oh. And uh, you know who that is. Yeah, I'm talking about. Uh, and I hate that fact. <laughs> uh, and I also say like a lot. And uh, I didn't notice you saying that. Oh, uh, I say it quite a bit, and I say generally a lot, and uh, uh, truthfully, and uh, I'm sure a whole bunch of other shits that. Uh, oh, we're terrible. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we're awful. Yeah, this is what we we're are boiling awful, down yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we are not good at what we do. No, yeah. Um, but we're paid accordingly, so it works out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't believe I was such a, I'm such a valley girl. But you know what? Fuck it. That's who I am. Yeah, I'm a valley girl. We're idiots. Yeah. Uh, we've established that. Go listen to the Christmas episode. <laughs> we are the dumbest men alive. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I, Eric just explained to me that there was something called the Holocaust in the 20s. When was it? <laughs> It was the 60s. The 60s. Uh, happened at uh, um, Altamont, New York, I yeah, believe. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, but yeah, so I'm sorry. Anyway. No, it's okay. I say like so much. Yeah. Guys at home, the girls at home, make it a drinking game. Every time I say like, <laughs> every time one of us says something retarded or I say like. Uh, right now we're 23 minutes in and, uh, these people might be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Overdosed on, uh, whatever they're. <laughs> Alcohol poisoning. That's what we're here for. Yep. The coffin. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phil Hester, what, what did, he, did he do Green Arrow? Uh, he, uh, is primarily known as an artist, I believe. Uh, okay. yes, he did draw Green Arrow for a while. I know the name, but I couldn't play, I, did, I didn't look him up, but I. I, I recognize his name. Yeah, he, uh, I believe he drew Kevin Smith's run and, uh. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, I read some of it. Even uh, after Smith left, he, he drew that for, for quite a while. Uh, don't hold me to it. I think he drew Grant Morrison and Mark Miller's, uh, run on Swamp Thing. Really? And continued on working with, uh, Mark Miller on that book. Okay. <clears throat> he drew the Irredeemable Ant Man with Robert Kirkman. Wow. Uh, and he's just drawn quite a bit of stuff here and there. That's interesting because you hardly ever see an artist take on the writing chores unless they're also drawing the book. Right. That, that's kind of odd, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't happen often. Uh, yeah, unless, like, it's a Frank Miller or, uh, or someone like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, like, someone who, I mean, no offense to Phil Hester, but someone who is a bigger name in the industry. Right. And yeah. Again, I think Phil Hester's a great artist. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I've always liked his stuff. It's very clean and dynamic, and you know it's it's drawn well, and he's got a distinct style. Like I can always recognize a Phil Hester drawing when I see it. Uh, he also he wrote and drew the Wretch. Yeah, okay. I remember that yeah, book. I, I do remember. That. That. I never read it, but. <clears throat> uh, but you know, uh, yeah. So so it is 
a little weird to see that occasionally, but I, I guess he's been writing quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he currently writes uh, Guardians of the Globe for uh, Robert Kirkman. That's him? Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, also drawn by other people. Uh, I think he wrote something for, like, Witchblade or The Darkness or really? something like that for a while. Does he, does he no longer draw? Uh, I know he does draw occasionally, but I haven't seen anything that he has drawn, like, since the Green Arrow or something? No, I mean, you know, uh, Ant-Man came out mm. after that for sure. Uh, That's right. Yeah. You know, uh, and I follow him on Twitter, so I know occasionally he posts, you know, like, something that he's drawing, but... Uh, That's cool. That's yeah. cool that he's uh, <clears throat> diverse like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because those are... And he's you, good at it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, those are two really, you know, I don't know, separate kind of things. I mean... I think cartooning is one thing, like, where you write and draw, and it has, like, your world, your feel. But, I mean, if he's writing, like, superhero books and sci-fi books and drawing horror books, and I mean, that's awesome that he can do do, yeah, do that. Diverse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not everybody's a one thing. I, I'm a, I'm a one-trick pony over yeah. here. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I, I draw myself. I write about myself. That's all I know. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you know... Uh, I mean, uh, he obviously, you know, has talent, you know, as a writer and an artist in order to, to do that, you know, and why would you, I mean, I understand the comic industry is all, you know, uh, mostly superheroes. So like, that's, you know, if you want to make money, that's the one thing that you have to do. Right. And so, I mean, but you know, if you have the opportunity to do stuff outside of it, you know, why wouldn't you? Oh yeah. I mean, like, I like superheroes, but I don't want to read superheroes every day. And, like, as a, as a creator, you know, even though I don't do anything anymore, like, very few of my ideas, you know, involve superheroes or, or you know, even if they do, like, I have other ideas outside of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that kind of thing is what keeps you, you know, sharp. Right. You yeah. Know? Hmm. It's interesting, though. But uh, I think, I can't, I mean, obviously I don't know Phil Hester's, you know, entire life story or anything, but uh, I think maybe outside of The Wretch, this is like one of his first biggest, bigger writing things since then. Okay. So I think he was primarily known as just an artist for a while uh, when when this book came out. Uh, and, And I remember buying it because I thought the concept sounded neat and I thought the art looked gorgeous yeah and uh and i did you know you know vaguely recognize phil hester's name you right because uh, i think at that point i had read you know his run on swamp thing so you know like like probably that's where it clicked you know, right here yeah. yeah i yeah i uh i love the art in this book um which is not by phil hester but right uh mike huddleston yeah i'm not familiar with him uh i know I think, uh, I think he is the guy, he did a book with Joe Casey last year, or uh, at least it finished coming out last year, called Butcher Baker something, something, something. Hmm. It was an image book. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we probably didn't get it. Probably not, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I mean, I've seen his name around, 
you know, but yeah, he definitely has never really been a, an A-lister or anything. But, right. but he's, he's paid his dues. Yeah. And I think uh, I read, like, some book that he drew. I think it was him. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, I can't remember. There was a book I read called Nemnivore or something like that. Oh, the Vertigo thing? Yeah. And uh, I think he drew that, but I don't hold me to that. But I think his art is great. Oh, my gosh. It's it's like <clears throat> super powerful black and white illustration. Um, like, there's so many pages on here that I think would be just great on, on a wall. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, he just has very powerful imagery. <clears throat> like, I, there's a few points where I thought his storytelling was clunky. Like, yeah. like there's a couple things where I was like, I don't really know what's going on, but it looks amazing. Right. Um, or like the transition from panel to panel seemed like jumpy or something. Right. Um, so I think personally, I think he's a much better illustrator than, than a storyteller. Right. But I don't think the story suffered because of that. I mean, there's, right, right. It, it was just, I don't know. I just, I just think he's got very powerful imagery. Um, no, I totally get that. And also, you know, you have to realize that this was 12 years ago when, when he drew it. So, right. Yeah. You know, he could have. I'm sure he's better. I'm sure he's better. And hell, he may have even a completely different style than right. he has. And yeah. He drew this book in, you know. Uh, but, I mean, the style of it is great. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's, I mean, it, it's a style that I don't know that I'm like a huge fan of nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I definitely like. To see work that's more cartoony and yeah, and, and you know exaggerated, and this is definitely more realistic looking. I think I like the way everything in here looks, other than uh, normal people. Like like every background and every robot and every you know animal. I guess it was like right. a robot animal, but um, I, and like everything I think looks amazing. Other than the people, just look kind of like uh frozen or kind of it's stiff. very very static until like yeah the, the the more fantastical elements come into play right yeah uh which i think is is the same for a lot of artists who work in that you know pseudo realistic style right. you know, or her hyper realistic or whatever you know right which is why i've never liked you know uh, like jim lee or alex ross or anything like that i recognize that they're very good artists i just don't like that realistic, that, yeah, because yeah. because it can look very uh, posed and stiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah stiff. But, but every artist, when given the chance to draw robots or monsters or whatever, yeah, you know, shines yeah. because you just go nuts. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, so like the pages where it's like just robot on robot action, or like demons and souls, yeah, souls yeah. leaving bodies, and yeah, that all looks great and. Like, the negatives that I'm saying, at least, you know, I'm not saying that that, you know, makes this book bad. You know, I'm just saying that it, like, you can see the potential that he has with, like, all those other things. And then, like, when it's just people talking, it's just sort of like, yeah, yeah. it's just people talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it doesn't detract at all, I think. Right. You know, because it is all, you know, to get the story moving along as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which, the story is... Uh, I'd say a huge part of why this book is cool. Oh, you, yeah. Do you, you yeah. want to tell a story? Sure. Uh, Encapsulate. I will try. Uh, but yeah, like like I said, uh, when I first heard of this book, I read the concept of it, and I thought, well, that sounds cool. And basically, it's about a, a scientist who discovers a way 
to sort of capture the human soul uh, inside of a, a sort of robotic shell that allows that person to then sort of continue to live inside of that shell. It's basically like a a, a walking, talking, you know, moving coffin. Yeah. Uh, the the dead body is stored in there, and the soul remains uh, within the coffin, and is allowed to continue to sort of live as long as it doesn't seep out. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's a a crazed uh, bajillionaire who is... Uh, they always are crazed, aren't they? They are, yeah. Every bajillionaire I know. Yep. Slightly crazed. Yep. Uh, some more than others. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, this one is definitely at the far end of, of the the uh, you know, the crazed spectrum. Just like Jack at Maverick. Yep. Crazed uh, good bajillionaire. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's funding this uh, project because he essentially wants to live forever and he i think it turns out that he's like well over 100 years old at least all right i think he said like 140 something, something like that yeah uh and so uh when the, the the scientist refuses to uh to uh turn over the the project he uh has the scientist killed and uh you know tries to uh create his own version of the coffin uh but the uh Scientist winds up uh, surviving just long enough to get inside of uh, the, his prototype, and uh, the story goes from there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he kind of becomes because the scientist is not a very likable guy. No, he's a dick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a dick, verging on evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's not as like he's not as bad as the gajillionaire. Right. Uh, um, but. Yeah, he yeah he's not likable, um, and then you know he kind of gets in the suit and. Um, well, as he uh, as he is trying to get into the suit, he essentially has a near death experience, which is how the story opens. It's right. like a flash forward, I guess it is something like that. Yeah, and yeah, like part of it is told as a flashback, at least in the first issue. Uh, but yeah, so he gets confronted by uh, basically hell. Yeah, and the devil. Uh, basically informing him of uh, what a terrible person he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as he... Uh, I mean... <laughs> I wanted to say as he saves his own life, but he does die. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You get into the coffin, you die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, because your soul is still in it, you know, he, he lives in a way. Uh, but, you know, he then takes that opportunity to sort of try to redeem himself uh, because, you know, one of his biggest crimes is that uh, he has completely abandoned and neglected his daughter. Right. You know, just for, I mean, for the pursuit of science, but, you know, also just because he's... It's kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah. he's just a yeah. dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, at that point it kind of becomes uh, like an EC comics or maybe even a heavy metal version of, uh, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With, with the devil, like that. Right, scene, yeah, at least. Yeah. Um, and I love, I think that's one of my favorite things in the entire series is the imagery that the uh, demon or the devil is showing him. Right. Like of, uh, like the circle of hell where, uh, the people who were just obsessed with sex and lust during their life. Right. Um, they're, they're just these endlessly fornicating skeletons right. that get no, uh, physical pleasure, but, just the, and then, like he describes the sound of 
their bones just grinding against each other in every possible sexual position, and you see this like massive orgy of skeletons. Right. And I was like, why is that not uh, an album cover? <laughs> uh, if we ever get our band together, Skeleton Orgy is the name of the album. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll contact uh, Mike Huddleston and see what he's doing. Hell yeah, and re- recreate that panel. <laughs> but yeah, I love I love that scene. It's I mean, I forget what some of the other circles were, but I just thought that was a really cool right. scene. Yeah, uh, the 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 whole devil imagery comes up you know a couple times throughout the series, and each time it's you know just impressive. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, and and yeah, by the time that uh, the scientist gets into the coffin. Uh, and, you know, he basically is a robot walking around. Like, you know, the, the, I think the art definitely takes off, you know, uh, where, where it, uh, to its potential. You know? Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, the human dialogue scenes need to be there, but, right. um, yeah, just, it is, it seems like his style doesn't serve those scenes as well. Right. Um, well, he's, he definitely, I mean, at least in this book, uh, Definitely favors heavy shadows. Oh yeah, and just lot, lots of blacks and, and solids and, and uh, yeah. I mean, the series is black and white. I don't know if we right, ever yeah, said that yeah. or not, but yeah, it's got a very cool noir horror kind of right shadowy look to and it. So yeah, so whenever there's just people talking, it could, you know it definitely has to pull back on that so that right everyone you can, you can is tell not what's going on right yeah, and that everyone is not just some sort of menacing monster. And and the old guy. Uh, cause he's super wrinkled. Yeah. Um, he, he looks interesting right, throughout right. the series because of all the shadows on the wrinkled face he's got, but right. everybody else just kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's not terrible. I couldn't draw humans that well, right, yeah. but it's just, uh, you know, it's it, not the style that you and I prefer when we're reading, you know, exactly. Yeah. You know, comics about, you know, well, I mean like the action scenes or whatever, you know, we definitely want more. More Kirby, less Neil Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and again, not to say that Neil Adams is a bad artist at all. Right. It's just that you know, there, there's a definitely a different dynamic, and we prefer one over the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a choice, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure some people could look at this and be like, man, he should just draw humans all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, and, you know, 12 years ago, this was the style of art that I preferred over yeah. you know anything else, and that's why I initially fell in love with the art then, you know. And again, not to say that the art is bad at all, because it's not. It's, oh, it's pretty great. fucking great. It's great. Yeah, there's like I said, I'm sure there's a dozen pages out of here that I would love to have one of and, right, you know, yeah. and just hanging on my wall. I mean, right. it's beautiful stuff. Yeah, like, uh, like that, eh, I don't know if there's like a lot of spreads or not, but like I, I definitely feel like i remember seeing like at least one like double page spread that uh just like robots and stuff you know like yeah yeah. i'm looking at the splash page here just like the first issue skulls and monsters and tentacles and it's just fucking amazing yeah yeah uh and yeah and like the covers are all like they're painted but like you know they're, they're all like awesome in their own way but like the second issue has like you know like all these souls like escaping from you know inside the the coffin body and it just looks awesome like humans and animals and right yeah it's beautiful uh, is that third one is that covered by the same artist that looks I don't know. it, it looks, almost looks like ashley wood style i mean not not ashley wood but in that vein right yeah i, I get you and even uh, the fourth issue looks like it's drawn by someone completely different as well 
Kind of has more of a manga-ish. Like I a, wouldn't say that. I would say more like uh, like a, I think it reminds me more of like Sean Phillips. Okay. Yeah. You know, just that sort of uh, kind of splattery, messy, inky mm-hmm. style where like everything in the interior is like super clean. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I did not look at the cover credits for all of them. Yeah. Uh, but they're all fun. And they've never done a sequel of this, have they? Uh, not a sequel, but they did work together again on another book uh, that I also own that also... You're took, missing one issue. I was missing two issues, and it took me forever to find them, uh, called Deep Sleeper. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I didn't know as it was those guys. Yeah, yeah. Those have some of the best designed covers. Oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the first issue was like an Oni book, and then like it disappeared for a while, and then the second issue eventually came out, but it was from Image. Huh. And then like I was never able to find like issue three and four until again also last year okay. when I bought the third issue of this one. Yeah, I never read Deep Deeper Deeper Sleeper. Deep Sleeper. Deep Sleeper. I um, also have never read it. It is sitting right next to where this <laughs> book was as a potential future read. Sweet. Uh, which I won't pick for my next book because just right. this one. Right. Well, I mean, based so on like this, a year from now, right? Maybe I'll have one. Based on this, I would be excited to read that. Yeah, I mean, especially to see how, like, what kind of changes or you know, uh, right, right, growth the artists and writers have had. Yeah. But I don't think they, I don't think they work together after that though, which is kind of a shame. Yeah, yeah, but hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, Gotta, you gotta get the work where you can. Gotta pay those bills. Yeah, I can't imagine that uh, this book or Deep Sleeper were like huge successes. Right. Probably closer to just like cult hits. Even yeah. there, there's like a paragraph in the beginning of the first book where Phil Hester, I think it's Phil Hester, talking about it, and he's like, he's like, yeah, and he's like, whether you bought this off the newsstand or you're buying it in a quarter box years later, I hope you enjoy it. And right. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's he's being realistic. Yeah. You know. He, he seems to, like, definitely on Twitter anyway, it seems to be very self-deprecating towards his own work and, and uh, definitely uh, has that sort of thing that you and I have a lot, which is... Giant penises? Uh, giant penises. And, uh, but yet still no self-confidence huh. in our own work. That is weird. Yeah. But you think- you'd think that... The giant penis thing would totally right. counter that. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, look at these things. We've got them laying out here on the carpet right yep. now. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Glistening in the winter uh, light. Yep. Yeah. But yet, when we're done here and I drag it back out to the couch to draw some more, I'm just going to be upset and, and frustrated because I'm, the drawing's not going to look right <laughs> as my penis just drapes over the edge of the couch. Right. Embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> We're not in proportion. That's what that's what the problem is. Yeah. We're beautiful, just <laughs> in a Frankenstein kind of way. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but I I enjoyed it. I mean, like like you said earlier, I I wouldn't say it's amazing. No, but it's a very entertaining. It's uh, very solid. It, yeah. it, you know, it has. Uh, you know, elements of, of you know, 50s horror and yeah, sci-fi definitely. that, you know, are, are definitely awesome. You know, uh... Yeah, I could see this being like a Tales from the Crypt or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Twilight Zone, even. Yeah. Like a sci-fi Twilight Yeah, because it does even have that sort of, that core concept of, of uh, Twilight Zone, which yeah. is a nice try, asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe Jason Newstead was on an episode of Twilight Zone <laughs> his entire life. He's like, I want to be in a famous rock and roll van. And they're like, all right, sign here. It's like, I'm, I'm going to record a bass track on an album that's going to sell millions of copies. And no one will hear it. <laughs> oh, I should credit that uh, nice try asshole joke to, to comedian Dana Gold is where I heard that. Dana from. Gold. Dana Gold. Okay. Gold, yeah. okay. Uh, former writer for The Simpsons. And, oh. Yeah, I heard him like a bit of his stand-up where he basically said that every episode of Twilight Zone is nice try, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> He's right. Yeah, I was, I was like running through a few in my brain and I was like, yeah. yeah. Not every episode, but... Quite a few. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone, I, I've thought of like six in the yeah. last two minutes, and yes, every one of them. And, uh, yeah, this book definitely has uh, a touch of that. Yeah. Uh, mostly from the bad guy, you know, but, uh, it, I mean, anyway, it, it, it doesn't have as dark of an ending as I thought it was going to have. No, yeah. Like, it, it, relatively happy ending. Relatively. Relatively. Yeah. Yeah. It does end weird. Yeah. Like, like it, just sort of ends, and then like the next page is like a weird epilogue. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, it, yeah. Like, if anything, like, and I'm not usually the person to say this, but uh, it could have maybe been an issue longer. Yeah, I could see that because because I definitely felt like between issues three and four, uh, like I missed something, like, you know, like, uh, oh yeah, there's there's yeah, there's a scene where. Um, after he's, you know, got into the armor and he's escaped, and then, like, the next issue, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm like, what happened? Yeah, that, that, yeah it does happen there, too. Yeah, there there do seem to be, like, just missing scenes that, that you seem... And I guess... They don't need to be there? They don't need to be there, because it is just him getting to his ultimate destination. Right. You know, but, uh, yeah, it does seem like there there's some elements that maybe had to be pulled out of the book in order just to get it within the, the four issue framework. Yeah, right. It's kind of like if you're watching a season of a TV show and then the, f- the next season starts and the main character is like propelled along in the storyline right, right. and you're like, what happened? And right. you know, it's eventually explained, but yeah, you're right. It could have been, it could have been a six or seven issue series. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I know. Cause uh, maybe you didn't hear this, but uh, it was very difficult for me to track some issues of this book down. <laughs> yes, I remember. Uh, but uh, I think, I don't know if Oni or IDW last year or two years ago put out a 10th anniversary edition version. Oh, yeah. So so it is readily available out there in collected form. Okay, I did not know that. I don't know if there's like any extra stuff in that or not. But hmm. uh, if you feel like checking out this book, you can uh, probably do it pretty well. Yeah. yeah. You go to Amazon or your local comic book shop. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, uh, or a mycomicshop.com yeah. if those don't work. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, uh, I, was, uh, I was glad that uh, I was not disappointed. <laughs> right, <laughs> after waiting so long. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the art is great, and that helps, and the story is really solid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's elements of this that I like that are you know taken from like a whole bunch of other stuff that I like. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. It's yeah. a good, uh, good book. I look forward. Uh, I wish there was a sequel. Be, or, I don't know if I wish there was a sequel because it does end, but it, it does leave it open. Yeah, at there the same could time. there could be uh, there could be like even even maybe not necessarily like if the same creators didn't want to do it, if they could 
pass the character on to somebody else. Right, I'm yeah. sure you could do something else with it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I look forward to reading Deep Sleeper at some point. And uh, I, I, when I was reading this, I was kind of thinking that it, it this could lend itself to a movie very easily as well. And that'd be kind of cool to see. Like an animated movie? Or a no, real-life uh, actor's either movie? Or, uh, either or. Uh, Probably actors. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the main problem would be uh, trying to differentiate to the, the character design uh, from Iron Man. Yeah, it's similar. He's got, you know... This... But I think that's a problem with uh, dudes in robot suits. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, the, like all the pictures from the new RoboCop movie, you know, everybody's like, it's just Iron Man in black. Iron you know? Man. So, you know, you, no one is ever going to win. Hater's going to hate. Hater's going to hate. Uh, yeah, coffin. Yeah, check glad it out. you liked it. Yeah, yeah. Glad, glad you, I liked it. Glad you picked it. Glad you found it. Yeah. So, are you going to keep these? Oh, yeah. Put these on the market. No, okay. I'm keeping okay. them. I keep everything. I'm not like you. I just return it. Yep. It's like you know, I get a big date uh, lined up, and I go to the local thrift store and buy myself a gown and return it after the date. Say, you know, it made me itch in the nice privates and get my money back. Don't know what you're talking about, but uh, sounds like a good time to take a break. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the coffin. Read it. It's fun. It is for a really dark, depressing comic. Well, <laughs> yes.
Hey, welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hello. What's up? Nothing. 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 Oh. Happy uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Happy MLK Day. Yeah. Okay. yeah. MLK 2. MLK 2, the sequel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, that will be... Uh, I think this episode will come out. Hey, it might come out tomorrow. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. On MLK 2 Day. Right. Uh, it may come out the day after. I don't know yet. But we're recording it the day before. That's right. That's that's yeah. the important part. <clears throat> Do you have any big uh, MLK two-day celebration plans? I'm going to staple a bunch of comics together. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. That it was part of his dream. Just like the Reverend would have had me do. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, not, not really. I mean, I do have to work. We're not closed, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. That's my big plan. All righty. How about you? Uh, I am gonna sleep in because mm-hmm. I do not work. We are closed. Nice, congratulations! Yeah, it was a shock to everybody. Uh, I honestly don't agree with it, but I'm not gonna argue with it when my boss tells me not to come into work. Right, but elaborate. Why wouldn't you agree? Uh, because uh, the Christmas and New Year's holidays uh, were just three weeks ago, mm-hmm. in which we had a considerable amount of days off already. And uh, because the MLK2 or President's Day is a floating day off, we get one or the other. Okay, and the other one's like a month from now, right? Right, the President's Day is in February. Uh, Means that uh, since we get this day off, uh, we will now not have any days off until like May. Right, right. And I think... uh, I think uh, if we have to get one of the days off, I'd rather have uh, February day off, just to sort of break Space up, space it out a little. Yeah, right. exactly. Okay, yeah. so it's not it's not anything against the Reverend. No, of course uh, not. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm working on that day. I don't care what they say. The South shall rise again. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to Memphis tomorrow. No, so that's terrible. I should have took it too far. Take it too far. I always do. Uh, no, yeah. So that's my reasoning for that. Uh, but again, my boss says don't come into work. I'm not going to come into work. Right. So yeah. I will celebrate the good Reverend's life uh, by sleeping in, and then hanging out here and uh, probably watch movies, play video games, draw. That sounds cool. any of those things. That sounds great. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, pretty much what I would do uh, any normal Sunday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just do it on a Monday. That is cool. Yeah. Wish I could join you. Yeah, yeah. You'd be more than welcome to hang out. Yeah. And uh, fart around and do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd imagine I'm going to take a nap after my work tomorrow. Because I'm going to get up earlier than normal. Uh, run some errands before work. And I think I'll probably be uh, pretty, pretty sleepy. Yeah, I might take a nap too. Mm-hmm. But uh, just because, you know sitting around and cozy and may lose consciousness. Right, and it just, happens. Yeah. Let's take happens. a little cat nap. So I don't have to get up early Tuesday. Tuesday's my day to sleep in. Uh-huh. Or at least be lazy. I get up and take care of my cat and my dog and then I can be lazy and take a nap if I want. Right, right. So I might, I might, uh, I might nap some tomorrow and then nap some <laughs> Tuesday morning. I'm part kitty cat. Yeah. Basically is what I'm saying. Actually, I, I don't like to nap. Really? Yeah. I love it. I, I, I do not. I uh, don't support naps. Mm. 
Uh, I think uh, once you're awake, uh, the the only time I do nap is if uh, just because I am so exhausted that uh, I physically can't continue on, or just you know sort of like you know just pass out right. more than you know. It's not like you're playing on napping, right? Yeah, it's just, just all of a sudden you're like, whoa, yeah. what happened to the last twenty minutes? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, like. Uh, uh, the other day, my friend came over, and uh, she was not feeling very well. Uh, and she had worked all day, and I had gotten off at like noon, so I was I was well rested. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I, "I I don't think I can do anything tonight unless I take a nap." And she was like, yeah, "Do you want to join?" And I was like, "No, because I did, can't sleep. Right. I can't sleep during the day unless I've been up for like thirty six hours." Right. Man, I love them. I love them. If I go to bed, okay, let me put it this. I can nap. I just don't wake up from a nap. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Your nap evolves into a slumber. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you, you say, uh, hey, it's uh, 5 o'clock. I need to just get some shut-eye and take a rest. I'm like, well, I'll see you in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. Yeah. It's just the way, the way it works. The way it works. Uh, yeah. 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 Do, uh, do anything uh, exciting this weekend? Actually, Friday night I, I went to uh, an art show. Um, yeah, I abandoned Mexican food night, and uh, <clears throat> yeah. and you didn't invite me. <laughs> you wouldn't have wanted to go. <laughs> um, actually, my friend Mark is moving to Hawaii uh, in March, mm-hmm. and uh, he's yes, ha- yes, he is. And yes, yes, <laughs> and he's having an art show. Uh, it was like downtown at the K twelve galleries in Dayton on Third Street, and we went down there and looked at his art. And, uh, he was there because it was the opening night or whatever, and it goes on for like a couple more weeks. But it was cool. It was really diverse. He he does cartoon art, uh, like comic st- strips. He actually he's done some uh, uh, stuff for the the History Channel. Like they do some online comics, and he's drawn a couple of those. And then he does a lot of paintings and stuff. So, uh, it was really, it was really cool. So that was fun. Did that. Cool. Uh, and then yeah, we did some drawing on Saturday night. Yeah, as always. And then, it is, mostly. And then today I did something exciting. Um, Kathleen is from the future. Okay. So she was able to use... I know she smokes electronic cigarettes. She has, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a future thing. She had three computers going today at once. There's her phone, which is also a computer. There's her TV, which is also a computer. And then there's her laptop, which is also a computer. And, and she has an actual computer. And she has a computer, but we didn't even turn that one on because that's what? old. That's old. That's from years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but she used all these computers to uh, to let us watch a movie. We downloaded and paid for it uh, legally and watched a brand new movie that didn't make it to theaters anywhere near here because it's, you know. You mean sort of like we did two weeks ago? Yeah, just like that. You're from the future, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I get to watch it all happen. Uh, that's the least exciting part of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching the you know, the wizard behind the Wizard of Oz curtain. You know? yeah, yeah, and he's just sitting there pressing levers and buttons, and then you just wait. But isn't yeah. that more exciting than flying monkeys and streets of gold? Uh, no. No. Mm. Are those streets of gold? I think so, yeah. Oh, I just mm-hmm. thought it was the yellow brick road. I think it's made out of gold. Really? I think it's gold bricks. Huh. I don't know. Maybe it's not gold bricks. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. That's something for, uh, 
for the internet to answer. Probably. probably. Yeah. I'm going hey, to instantly care. forget. I, I don't yeah, don't really <laughs> Next time we see Scotty Young at a convention, <laughs> we'll just ask him. All right. He's had to draw that fucker a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, but anyway, yeah, so, so you, uh, you watched your girlfriend download something oh, for yeah, two hours. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then we watched, uh, Save the Date, the, the romantic comedy that Jeffrey Brown co-wrote. Comics artist Jeffrey Brown. Right. Um, so yeah, and it was, it was cool. I enjoyed it. I mean, you would probably hate it. Oh, yeah. Because it's a rom-com. Uh-huh. But, uh. I know that there's people I like in it. Yeah. Well, I I didn't recognize like I like one or two people. I was like, that looks familiar, but I don't know. Right. And after we were done, she was like, oh well, then you have to watch an episode of Freaks and Geeks, and we watched an episode of Freaks and Geeks, and I could not believe that it was like the same guy. It was like the super nerdy kid. I think his name's Bill in Freaks and Geeks. I never seen it. He was like I a never will. Oh, really? It was really it's really good. He uh, you're maybe thinking about uh yeah, he's the guy that plays uh the super nerdy guy on uh, NTSF SUV. Is it? SUV. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember him from that, but maybe. All I know is Martin Starr who is on both of those shows is in that movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool though. It was cool. I know Lizzie Kaplan and uh, Alison Brie are in that movie. Yeah. I will never see it. I like all three of those people. I will never see it. I like really? Jeffrey Brown. I will never <laughs> see that movie. <laughs> huh. But, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. What if you liked it? You, you it doesn't matter. It's I'm going to see it. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, I, I totally enjoyed it. It was cool because, I mean, there's a lot of Jeffrey Brown artwork throughout the movie, too. Right. Because one of the characters is an artist, and when she's drawing, it's it's that. And Yeah, I mean, it was just neat. It was, it was cool. So it was a lie. It was a terrible lie. Actually, you know, <laughs> we, we brought that up during the movie. Kathleen mentioned, she said, you know, I'm having a hard time with suspension of disbelief for the characters because, like, she's very familiar with the art of Jeffrey Brown. Right. And when you see, like... A Jeffrey Brown drawing, and that pans back, and there's a lady drawing it. You're like, no, she's not. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, when I watched uh, the Oliver Stone movie, The Hand, and saw uh, Michael Caine drawing Barry Windsor Smith art. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. In fact, I think it's the same script. They just redid it. <laughs> they just added a wedding. <laughs> so if you liked that, you might want to watch it. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Did you like that? Did you like the hand? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it. So it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, I know this word is almost uh, antithetical to uh, saying an Oliver Stone movie, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they caught me off guard. <laughs> you know, I love some Oliver Stone movies. Some yeah. Oliver Stone movies, but yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think Natural Born Killers is pretty fun, yeah. and, and I mean it gets it's super preachy and yeah, right. and, and spots, but I there, have, there's some really fun parts of that movie. I've only ever seen that movie once, and I liked it enough, but never again to watch it. Yeah. Really, yeah. I actually, re- I mean, I saw it in the theater when I was like 16, and uh, I've seen it a bunch of times. I I just rewatched it, uh, like I don't know, a couple months ago yeah. on VHS at my house, and I thought it was still great. The soundtrack is one of my favorite soundtracks ever. Like all the there's like some Leonard Cohen and L Seven and Lard and right. uh, all, I like that co- Lard song. Yeah, Fair. yeah, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, yeah, it's it's 
Yeah, I thought it was a fine movie when I saw it when it was you know out on video whenever that was. Watched it with my parents. Right. Uh, I, I honestly don't know that. I, I think it would just annoy the crap out of me if I tried to watch yeah. it. Yeah, there was a couple parts when I was watching. I was like, oh, that gets a little preachy, especially the very ending where there's like all these clips of like, I mean, you know, it was very relevant at the time, but I mean. There's like clips of like O.J. Simpson and Tanya Harding and right, Rodney yeah. King, and it's like that didn't need to be in there. Right. I mean, because it's it I mean, instantly uh, dates that movie. Right. right I mean, it was a comment on society at the time, and I get that, but right. it, yeah, that that choice sort of uh, made it lose a little something. I right. Think. So to go back to like the movie we watched last week, uh, God Bless America. Yeah. You know, like I really liked it, and I actually I, I watched it again uh, just this past Friday. And still liked it, you know, my friend, uh, I kind of wanted her to see it because, uh, you know, like I said, I thought she might get the, she likes that humor, maybe she likes the humor yeah. and she could you know, sympathize, <laughs> you know, with the, the mindset. <laughs> right. Uh, but you know, watching it again, I, I did think that, uh, yeah, 10 years from now, that movie is going to be like a natural born killers thing where be with all the references to American Idol and like all the reality shows, you know, dear God, I hope so. That would be awesome, yeah, uh, in, in that way. But yeah, it also will mean that you know that movie is not going to hold up right. as much, yeah. you know, because who fucking knows? It could just be twenty times more worse by that oh, point. Anyway, can you imagine uh, how horrible which would that be? It probably will be. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I watched. Uh, Watched quite a few movies this weekend myself. Oh, you did? Yeah. Any stellar? Uh, watched God Bless America. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but before that, uh, like I said, I got off early on Friday afternoon, so I went out and saw a movie. And I saw uh, a movie called Mama, which is a uh, horror movie produced by Guillermo del Toro. Ooh, Mr. DT. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty good. Uh, not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like a spooky ghost story kind of thing. And, yeah. And, uh, it was, I mean, you go see a spooky ghost story, you kind of want spooky ghosts, and that's what this movie delivers. Sweet. So, I mean, it was like bare minimum. This right. is what I wanted. It's and, perfect. And it was very good. Uh, you know, um, sort of similar to, you know, when you and I saw The Orphanage, you know, which is. Oh, yeah. You know, that was great. another really good ghost movie that Guillermo del Toro produced. Mm. Yeah. He uh, likes the ghosts. He does. Mm. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, and then, uh, so then, yeah, I watched uh, God Bless America that night. And then, uh, Saturday morning, I woke up and, uh, made my way out to the, uh, the movie theater and, uh, saw Django Unchained. Nice. Uh, making me, uh, making my streak of, uh, seeing every Tarantino movie in the theater. Sweet. Uh, complete. Sweet. Uh, with the exception of Reservoir Dogs. Mm. Didn't they? Did- didn't they rerun it lately? They did. And you didn't, didn't go? See it, oh, I thought you did go. No, okay. no. Uh, our friend Joe had uh, invited me to go see... I don't know if we had decided we were seeing that or Pulp Fiction. Uh, but, you know, I saw Pulp Fiction, obviously, in the theater. But, uh, you know, it just didn't work out where we had the chance to go. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I missed out on that one. Ah, bummer. Eh, I'm fine with that, though. Yeah. You know, I've seen the others. It's fine. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, and I really liked it. It was very good. But Oh, yeah. I yeah. thought it was great. Yeah. yeah I thought it was great. 
And uh, definitely not my favorite Tarantino movie, but also definitely not my least favorite either. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. and Yeah. Like, oh, he just knows how to make things look awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, and he clearly is is the biggest movie nerd who's currently oh, yeah. directing movies. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, if I had one complaint is that, uh, it, to me anyway, is that uh, back when he did Pulp Fiction and even Jackie Brown, like, he wasn't wearing his influences on his sleeve as much. Right. Like, like I definitely feel like with Kill Bill and then the Inglorious Bastards and with this one that he is definitely going out of his way to, to sort of mimic. Tip his hat. Right. right you know, to, to, you know, the, the directors and the movies that he liked. I'd kind of want to see him maybe uh, tone that down a little bit with yeah. his next one. Yeah. And just, you know, make a movie. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Because obviously, I mean, I know that all of his movies are influenced by everything right. else that he's ever, you know, you experienced. And his voice does shine through right. those homages, but yeah. but they're there. Yeah. Right. right. And, uh, you know, but uh, they were at least a little more subtle with uh, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, right exactly. Or at least a lot. he allowed himself to be the main voice and not, you know, Sergio Leone, you know, yeah. which was like, you know, the, the fingerprints of that were all over this movie. Oh, yeah. But it didn't detract from it. Like, it was still very good, I thought. Yeah, it's almost like he makes love letters. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's awesome. Right, but, yeah. But, yeah. And, and they're good on top of that. Oh, like, yeah. it'd be one thing if, like, he was doing that, but they were just awful. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like somebody making a uh, David Lynch parody movie. Right, yeah. Was, yeah. I love Racerhead, so I'm going to film a factory for 14 minutes. <laughs> and scream off camera. Right. The end. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I uh, finally got a chance to see that. That's cool. And then uh, last night, I watched a movie. After you left. After I left. Yeah. Because yeah. I left at like one thirty. It was closer to 2. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... He counts the minutes until I'm gone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, thank God he's gone. Because <laughs> now I can watch this movie. Uh, <laughs> would you watch? Uh, I watched the sequel to the best movie that we have reviewed on this podcast. Goliath 2? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. The one about people eating each other's assholes? That's the one! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Goliath 2. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, you left, and I was I was trying to find something. Because I was still awake, I was drawing, I was working, I didn't feel like going to bed. Uh, so I searched through Netflix to find something to watch, and uh, you know, I wanted to watch a, a movie of some sort. I didn't know what, and, and I saw it, and I said, "Why the fuck not?" <laughs> and I watched Human Centipede Two. Now, did it top the stellar piece of film that was the first one? Uh, of course, you realize. I really liked the first one. Right, right. Yeah. Like, I legitimately thought it was a good movie. Uh, and I believe your your lady friend, who was our guest on that episode, did as well. I remember. And I you, was saddened. Who did not? Um, 
Human Centipede 2 may be one of the worst movies I've ever watched. Really? Yeah. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I am curious, though, because I remember when we watched it, our theory, or one of our theories, I forget who, uh, was that uh, the same actor played the twin brother of the Doctor in the se- in the sequel. Is that what happened? Uh, the Doctor is not in the sequel. Okay. But it's not... Well, I, I thought maybe, like, his... The the actor, the same actor, would be in the movie, but as a different man. No. Okay. Th- that actor is not in the sequel. Oh, okay. Uh, there is only one returning actor from the sequel, and that is uh, the girl who played the middle centipede. Yeah. The survivor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because this movie is actually very meta. Really? Yeah. Because uh, I'm going to fucking spoil this movie just so nobody watches it. What if I want to see it? I'm going to fucking spoil it so that you don't watch it. I veto the spoiler. I've never used my veto. Nope. I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't care. Uh, the movie is about a guy who is obsessed with the human centipede. Okay. And uh, he is he's, uh, clearly has mental issues, and so he decides that he is going to make his own human centipede, uh, but with uh, 12 people instead of just three. And so he's like a possibly mentally retarded uh, midget-looking dude who uh, lives with his uh, verbally abusive mom and uh, formerly living with his uh, physically abusive dad and sexually abusive dad. Uh, He he becomes obsessed with this movie, uh, wants to build a human centipede, and basically just uh, kidnaps people from the parking lot in which he works. And uh, takes them to this warehouse where he uh, is preparing them to be centipeded up. And he, and he tries to kidnap them. Actress? Uh, he uh, tries to kidnap all the actors from the movie. Uh, but only one of them shows up. And uh, she, under the uh, pretense that uh, she will be uh, auditioning for a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, kidnaps her and uh, makes her the, the lead centipede this time. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a... Upgrade, yeah, for her role. Uh, but of course, he is not a doctor, so he is basically just uh, uh, bonking them on the heads with uh, with a crowbar, <laughs> and uh, he is uh, stapling their uh, lips to the uh, the other person's assholes. Oh wow, yeah, that's not uh, as knocking out their teeth with a hammer, and uh, it's all very gory, and uh, you know, basically everything that everybody was afraid that they were going to do in the first movie, they do in this one. Okay. Uh, but it's in black and white. What? Yeah, the entire movie is in black and white. That's strange. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so all the super gore stuff is you know, just done in black and white. And wonder why it's black and white. Uh, I don't know, because it's a pretentious piece of shit. Yeah. That's why. I mean, it's not. It's nothing to do with the amount of gore, because I know, like, sometimes... No, yeah, it was uh, okay. intended to be black and white. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was a choice. Uh, and it is a pretentious piece of shit because it is the director saying, you know, all the people who thought that uh, the first one was, uh, you know, so disgusting. Well, fuck you, and here's this, right. and uh, and also I love me, and uh, <laughs> so it's the same director, same director. Okay. Um, and so yeah, and so he uh, he makes this centipede and then gory stuff and, and weirdness and. Uh, he, you know, forces the, the centipede to, you know, do the shit thing because he's trying to reenact the movie. The, with, right. Yeah. 
Uh, and then, uh, you know, everybody dies, and then it's all a dream. <laughs> That's so horrible. So you soldiered through that, and it was a JR ending. Yep. Wow. Yep. Nice, nice. And I suspected it from the get-go. Uh, but I kept going through it, and I was doing other stuff, too. But, right. man, the worst thing about that movie is just how fucking boring it was to get there. Right. It's like a, it's like driving a long highway drive and <clears throat> to something you don't even want to go to, but the long highway drive is the worst part. Uh, yeah, or more like just uh, you you're taking a trip and you're driving on this long boring ride, and then when you get to the destination, it was from where you came from in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's disappointing. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. I wasn't expecting it to be good. Right. Like like as soon as I heard the concept of the movie, I was like, oh, this is. The director basically saying, fuck you. All right. And man, what a fuck you it was. It was just an awful, boring <laughs> piece of shit. And yeah, it, we've talked before about how the it's all a dream ending is the worst thing that anybody can do. From the second time it was done forward. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Including this one. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because I was... I was occasionally tweeting while I was watching it as well, and even though it was like four in the morning, nobody was paying attention. But uh, you know, it was like an hour in, and I was like, nothing is happening other than he's kidnapped like fifteen people, and, but like he's not doing anything. Like the guy, the lead actor, never talks throughout the whole movie. Uh, like he occasionally makes screamy noises occasionally, but uh, you know, like he's. Killed a few people at that point, but but nothing was happening other than like he jerks off with sandpaper. Ah, Lord, yeah, it's it's a piece of shit. <laughs> it is just a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> it sounds worse than the first one. Yeah, and again, I personally feel that the first one is a legitimately good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one is, you know, it was clearly. It was clearly the intention of the director to make that the way it was, but it, it was just awful. Right. Ah, it's too bad. <laughs> so uh, go see Django Unchained. Don't see Human Centipede <laughs> 2. And uh, go to Amazon and get Save the Date. Yeah. If, yeah. And also go see Mama, because that was also one. Yeah. Yeah. I might check that on DVD. Yeah, it was worth it. I, too, saw Django Unchained. thought it was great. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if we talked about that, but yeah, I yeah. liked it. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah. So, so that was uh, an hour and a half of my life. I'll never get back last <laughs> night. And, uh, and then, uh, and then I watched like two, three episodes of Psych as a palate cleanser afterwards. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Actually, I was kind of looking for just a stupid comedy or something, but I couldn't really pick anything that I wanted to see. So. When you watch the movie, you mean? Uh, well, actually, yeah. When, when I before I picked that movie, uh, kind of was in the mood for something comedic or like horror, right? Maybe, but good horror, and uh, yeah, and I settled on that. But then afterwards, I was like, I need <laughs> something better. Bring you back, yeah. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Well, I'll warn Kathleen. All right, because <laughs> I think she was planning on seeing it eventually. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just, just. I mean, if you tell her anything just tell her that the ending is all a dream yeah you know because then that's to me anyway that's the the surefire way of getting me to not want to watch yeah. it again. yeah 
Unless, like, it's so stellar that you can just ignore the ending, but right. that's not going to happen. If, no, yeah. if, if that's their, uh, if they get up from their desk and go, wow, I just wrote a great script, <laughs> and they wrote, wrote the ending was a dream, then yeah. you can pretty much bet the middle is not going to be much better. Yep. <laughs> Well, maybe we could watch a better movie. I hope so. Yeah, that would be nice. Is Human Centipede three on Netflix yet? (laughs) Uh, no, but it's in theaters, so we're taking a field trip. (laughs) Yes, three D, three D. All the things that you love go into a movie theater. (laughs) Three D, IMAX, and Human Human Centipede. We're doing it. Sweet. Open at night. Yeah, that way we can make sure it's super crowded. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the best. <laughs> uh, no, I am uh, not picking anything like that. No centipedes at all? I can't guarantee that. Oh, okay. But definitely no human centipedes. Uh, okay, well, yeah. I'm fine with that. Because uh, cause I've never seen this movie. and uh, I've already picked this movie once. Uh, I picked it, my last movie pick. Oh, okay. And then changed my mind. Right. And we watched a different thing. Uh, so now I'm going back to it. You're sticking to your guns this time? Sticking to my guns this time. Okay. Uh, guaranteed 100%. We will watch next episode, The Son of Rambo. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. I'd kind of forgotten about it after, uh, we watched, uh, John Dies at the end, but, but yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. John Rambo. That's what we're watching. John Rambo dies at the end. John Rambo dies at the end. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, I don't think... Uh, actually, I guess he in the original version of First Blood, he does commit suicide. In the movie? Yeah. Does he really? In, like, yeah, I think they... Yeah, they filmed it, even. Oh, but not in, like... But, yeah, the, okay. the final cut of the movie, he I survives. Like, I was like, I've only seen it once, but no, I, yeah, and yeah. I was, like, a teenager, but I was like, I don't remember that. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, there's a deleted scene. Uh, in the, wow. The First Blood DVD. Dark. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe things would have been better had he done that. Don't you, know. You mean for him? Well, for the, the franchise. M- movie-watching public? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, after two, it takes a steep dive. Oh, man, I... I even thought two, like even when I was a kid and I was watching it, oh, I was yeah, like, two's not great either. I, I was yeah. enjoying it, but I was like, you know, this is probably not good. Right? Like, it, this is just crap. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy four quite a bit. Uh, the, the most the, recent one. Right. I haven't seen, seen anything past two. But yeah, yeah, two was not great. Um, three was definitely terrible. Uh, but but one is you know. I think it actually deserves a better reputation than it has. All right. There. Uh, but uh, this one is about none of that. None of those two guys. Nope. This is uh, Sylvester Stallone's son uh, goes goes in uh, right Afghanistan to save Sly Stallone. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the new Die Hard movie that's coming out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where uh, you know, McLean and his son team up, and only this is uh, Rambo and his son. See, it's a it's a, it comes out on Father's Day. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's a documentary, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. No. It's not. It's no. not. I, I don't know. I really don't. Is it not a documentary? No. Okay. Yeah, no. It's a comedy. Okay. It's a family comedy. 
about a young boy who uh, finds a copy of Rainbow 2 and uh, becomes obsessed with it. Okay. Much like the Human Centipede 2. <laughs> and uh, decides to make his own version of Rambo. But it like turns he, out it's all a dream. Huh? Turns out it's, turns all, out it's all a dream. <laughs> yeah. And he masturbates with sandpaper. <laughs> Most kids try that. Right. You know. <laughs> they just do it the once. I no, I really thought it was like a documentary about a kid that loved Rambo. Oh no, 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 not at all. Okay, it's a, it's a, it's a fictional movie. Okay, yeah. I like fiction. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we're gonna watch it. Yay! Yay. Movie right, time. Movies. Alrighty. Well, good night. Happy uh, holiday. I hope you enjoy your day off. I hope so as well. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, I hope you have fun at work. I will. All right. Good night, everybody. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.